Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com, where you get not only our columns, our stories, all our breaking news stuff, our five reasons to do just about anything in sports, but also our merchandise. We've got 10% off for the entire month if you spend $30 or more on any of our shirts, hats, or socks, anything else, on the website with the code SPORTSBACK2. And also, we've got our YouTube channel, just crossed 3,000 subscribers. We've got a bunch of new shows that are going up there, including Floors Yours, which is our show. Every Thursday night, you can still catch it on the YouTube channel. And we were with Nikias Duncan for about an hour last Thursday. Also, check out all the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I've mentioned this sponsor quite a bit here. It's Christopher's Bakery. That's right, Christopher's Bakery. Surprise somebody with something sweet. Go to the uh, the website, which is Christopher'sBakery.com. That's Christopher'sBakery.com backslash five reasons. Use the coupon code five reasons spelled out, which gives users 15% off each item in their order. Now, what is Christopher's Bakery? Well, it's named after the brother of Courtney Harris, who's appeared here on the podcast, who unfortunately died from a seizure at just 11 years old. But they partnered with Miami Nicholas Children's Hospital and set up a fund where they donate a portion of the sales to epilepsy and neuroscience research, since that's where Christopher spent much of his life. The signature product, I've had it. It's delicious. It's a vanilla wafer cake. It was created over 30 years ago, but they've got several other cake options available for shipping as well. They ship all over the country. And when COVID's over, they'll start hand delivering again locally here in South Florida. Again, the Twitter account is at Nilla Wafer Cakes. That's N-I-L-L-A Wafer Cakes or the website, Christopher'sBakery.com. That's Christopher'sBakery.com backslash five reasons, code F-I-V-E reasons for 15% off. And now today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick, I've got Greg Sylvander, I've got Alex Toledo, and we've got a schedule. This came out late Friday night. Um, we put some stuff on the website about this. Our guy Brady Hawk broke down what he felt were the five most challenging games of the schedule. So check that out. We're not going to do that here today. I want to look at this from a broader perspective, guys. And let's just put it out there. Looks like the Heat got screwed <laughs> on the surface. Um, they were supposed to have one of the softest schedules to end the season. We were talking about that the whole year. But basically, all the soft teams they were supposed to play were in the Eastern Conference. And so... When you had, the, and I don't know how many they were supposed to play against each, but when you had, you know, the Hawks, the Cavs, the Knicks, all of those teams not being invited to Orlando, but you got some teams in the West that the Heat had already played that are invited to Orlando to play for that last play-in. The Heat basically got stuck with seven quality teams and Phoenix. 
are, is what they're playing. Not seven quality teams because they play Indiana twice, but you get what I'm saying. They play seven games against quality teams plus Phoenix. Your react Before we get to whether this is good or bad and how it plays out, your reaction to it, Alex, when you saw it? Uh, honestly, by the time I had seen it, I had already seen all the tweets of everybody reacting, and, and, and I, I had already seen the tweet that it was the, technically the, the toughest uh, strength of schedule. So I already went into it with those lower expectations. Because of that, I was pleasantly surprised. I saw Indiana twice. I'm like, okay, I feel good about that matchup as opposed to other Eastern teams. I saw Toronto in there. I, I, I feel good about that matchup for the Heat just because of what we've seen from that matchup this season. On top of that, you've got Phoenix in there, which is obviously just not that, you know, not a very good team at all. So I'm like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought. I could, I, you know, and they already play up to the volume. Right? That's what we saw this season, right? It's been three months since they play, so maybe things change. There's not going to be a home or away situation. So that's going to change the math on how good the Heat are. But, you know, we've seen them be – playing up to the competition and play good against very good teams. So I'm kind of like, I, I don't see it that bad because I think all these teams are going to be playing tough teams for the most part. All right, well, let's go besides, through it. Besides the Pelicans. <laughs> besides the Pelicans. Well, the Pel- I mean, they're the, the Kings, NBA is doing everything. The Magic, the Nets. I mean, it's ridiculous. They're, 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 they're doing everything they can to get them in. It's just insane. All right, but let's, let's go through it. Um, and I'll, we'll just go through the schedule, Leif, and then your, your impressions. Uh, they open on a Saturday, August 1st. Denver, then Toronto, Boston. Of course, it's the second day in a row. It's an, I like Denver too. It's a back to back. They're not playing in Denver. Well, that well that is true. That is true. Um, Denver, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Indiana, Oklahoma City, Indiana. Um, so that's basically seven games over fourteen days. Only one back to back, which is a Toronto at a at one thirty, and then the next day. Boston at 6.30. This feels very summer league-ish. Um, your thoughts, Leif? So initially when I looked at this, I, I hated it. And I thought, you know, of course we're, we are in a situation where we're going to have one of the toughest schedules and, um, and having to get acclimated to this new environment and get guys, you know, back in, in game shape. And just all those things ran through my head looking at this schedule. And then the more that I kind of marinated on it. How do we even know what this is going to look like? I feel like it's almost a whole new season. There's no home or away issues. These guys haven't played for several months, so I feel like they're going to be chomping at the bit to get on the court. So the back-to-back thing isn't really a big deal. And then this is like the overarching thing. There are two games up in the loss column on Indiana and Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. And there are three games back in the loss column to Boston. So without this home court advantage situation, if you, if you drop a seed or two, maybe you avoid Milwaukee in the second round and that ends up being a blessing in disguise or something like that. So ultimately, the more that I looked at it, I think playing good teams is a good thing for the Heat. For If there was ever a team that was going to come in mentally focused and physically ready to play, it is the Heat. So why not play the best competition possible before you get into a playoff scenario where you actually are playing um, the top tier teams as you go through? You don't have a Phoenix that you get to mail in along the way, um, even though we don't even know if those will be mail-in games. So ultimately, I think it's a good thing for the Heat, and, uh, and so we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, Denver. You're not playing at altitude. Uh, Toronto is a little bit of a you know strange service because they're they're actually the first team that's reporting. 
there. So they'll have a little bit more time on the premises. I don't know if that matters. Uh, you're playing basically all teams that are in your hotel. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, except, uh, I mean, even Deanna's in the hotel, right? So, I mean, you're playing all teams that are in the hotel. Uh, you know, we've joked about the TJ Warren thing. I put something on Twitter about Jimmy gets to see TJ twice in a week with the Pacers and Dwayne posted popcorn above my tweet. Um, so obviously Jimmy hasn't forgotten about that. I was told by someone close to Jimmy, please don't keep bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess that's still been on Jimmy's mind. Uh, and then we saw Myers Leonard posted a, uh, <laughs> in response to that tweet, he posted something from uh, with SpongeBob. I mean, so I, obviously the, the Jimmy TJ Ward thing will be interesting. I, the, the thing that jumped out to me about this is you're going to see Indiana twice. What in like a four day span at the end of this thing. And then yep. you may see them in the first round. Um, like, this is, I mean, you, you've got them, what was it? Yeah, the 10th and the 14th. And then you may see them in the first round. Um, all of the, now, the other thing I looked at is, and then I want to get to your, Leif, your point about playing good competition. I was trying to see it, which of these teams have something at stake and, and the, that they're playing. And the question is, what is at stake, right? <laughs> like, I don't even know what's at stake because you, you, you're playing for, for seeding when there's no home court, once you get the seating. So, exactly. right. So, okay. So let, I, I mean, I want to talk about from the heat's perspective and if it even matters, if you finish third or sixth or fourth or fifth, but you look at Denver, where's Denver right now? Third in the West. Uh, I'm I think sure they're two sure. in the West. Hold on. I, I can have that. Um, okay. So I, I, I think they're, I'm just trying to figure out what is the motivation for some of these teams other than playing well. Right, I Denver mean, just, is three in the West, so they're third. So it's Lakers, Clippers, Denver, Utah are the top four seeds. Okay, and we know Utah is is the team that's coming into this. I think the worst of all the top teams because they don't have Bogdanovich, and they've still got the Gobert Mitchell stuff to work out. So I, you know, so I mean, how important is it to Denver to stay top four? I'm not sure. Toronto comes in two in the East. Uh, Boston comes in three in the East. I think there is an advantage to being the two seed in the East because the top six teams are clearly better than the seventh and eighth teams. So you probably do want to finish second to, even though, you know, we're not talking about home court, but at least you get to play Orlando or, or the Nets or Washington in the first round. So there probably is some motivation there with Toronto and Boston. Uh, Milwaukee, is there any, that's the, that's the Heat's next opponent. Is there any motivation for Milwaukee? In the last eight regular season game, they would seem to have the least motivation, right? 100%. They're just trying to get in shape and try to not pull hamstrings. Right. So that, that game is not what you thought it would be. It's a four o'clock game, so it's kind of at a weird time. Phoenix, you mentioned. By then, I think the Suns are out of it. Like, I mean, they're out of it now, but that, that's the sixth game, you know, for Phoenix also. And by then, I, I think they'll have no chance to get in that play on, play-in situation against either Memphis or any of those other teams. So that's probably a walkover. And then you mentioned, and we mentioned India, it's a fifth game. I'm sorry. Then Indiana. Okay. Oklahoma city, which may have something to play for, uh, you know, but they're going to make the playoffs. It's hard to really say if it matters, if they move up and then Indiana again. So a lot of the teams they're playing don't seem to have a lot of motivation, but I'll get back to this, you know, Leif and then Alex, you go, what is the motivation for the heat? other than playing well in these last eight games? 
um, avoid injuries. I think that's the biggest one. Uh, and I think every team is going to approach it somewhat that way. Uh, you know, you want to avoid those soft tissue issues, obviously, um, you know, like those kind of injuries that can come when you haven't been playing and active for an extended period. You want to keep everybody healthy from a COVID perspective. So, so other than that though, I really think it's about establishing your eight guys that you're going to trust. And I think that Spo was getting to that as we were winding down the season, but you have to kind of almost reestablish all of those things and, and the pecking order. It's almost like a brand new season to me. So that would probably be the biggest thing. And then it's just getting everybody firing on all cylinders right before you get back in the, in the season. Cause because so much of the heat success is predicated on spacing and shooting, you want to get those guys in rhythm in these last eight games. So that would, that may be arguably the biggest thing is get Duncan, get Tyler, get these guys all in rhythm, ready to go as the playoffs start. So Alex, if, I mean, they're the four right now, we spent the whole season obsessing about whether they would get the four seed and get home court against Philly or Indiana, in particular against Philly, because both were so bad on the road this year and so good at home. Does it matter? I mean, I, I, I can look at it and say the Heat might be better off finishing sixth than fourth because they'll get out of Milwaukee's bracket. That's true. Uh, I mean, you got to kind of look at it both ways, right? Like you got to analyze. It basically comes down to what matchups would you prefer? Because uh, if you get the fourth seed, like you said, you're going to get Milwaukee. If, if you, I mean, it's going to be a long shot for the Heat to get into the three, but I think it's still possible, right? Uh, with, with that, like, that puts you uh, getting Toronto in the second round, which is probably a lot more favorable than getting Milwaukee in the second round for the Heat. So uh, I guess, like, that matters. But I, like you said, there's no home court advantage, which the Heat were, you know, huge on this season. They're just way better at home than on the road this season. And like Leif said, I, I would be worried about the young guys just trying to get them back in rhythm. Uh, honestly, even more than that is the team defense. I would want, I would be mm-hmm. drilling that. Just like uh, at the end of the day, the, you know, they have just so many de- players that are just always not going to be great defenders no matter what scheme you do. But I would just be drilling the hell out of that because that's going to be their weakness going into the playoffs. And I think using – you know, these games to kind of sharpen your defense as much as you can over that period of time in these weird set of circumstances, I think that's going to be really important for them. All right, I want to get to the expectations in a second. First, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's You Break It, wheelfix.com. It's a wheel repair and remanufacturing company. If you're looking for powder coating for custom color changes on wheels, this is the place to go. It's in North Miami on 146th Street. Say hello to our guy, Mark. Use the code Five Reasons Wheels. That's Five Reasons Wheels. You get 10% off on a four wheel repair or refinishing with. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org that code five reasons wheels if you're tired of your wheels give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color if your wheels are faded and scratched renew them with their in-house wheel refinishing and they can repair damaged wheels that are curbed bent or cracked they've got a really cool miami vice heat vice theme there but they also just unveiled a new dolphin theme which is really cool as well so check that out again it's you break wheel 
North Miami, 146th Street. The phone number is is one well one three zero five seven four eight zero one one two. That's three zero five seven four eight zero one one two. You break wheel fix. That's w h e e l fix dot com. Let's get to the expectations. When I first looked at the schedule before I just started to break it down, I was thinking, ooh, three and five. <laughs> um, and maybe that's colored a little bit by the way they finished it. But I've also made the opposite case of how many things are breaking the Heat's way as they go down to Orlando, which is, and I've mentioned this on other podcasts, you're going to need during this environment, during these strange circumstances, an elite coach. They have one. You're going to need a stable organization that stayed in touch with its players during the break. They have that. You're going to need young players whose legs are going to come back quicker. They have a bunch of those. They've got six guys age 26 or under who are in their rotation. You're going to need leadership. I think with Butler, Haslam, Dragic, they have that. You need players who've played in kind of strange circumstances before. You've just got a bunch of them who just came out of summer league. You've got Dragic who played in the European tournament and won a championship with Slovenia of all countries. So they have all of that. Um, they also have the shortest trip to Orlando. Not that that should matter much, but at least they're within three hours of home, even if they're in a bubble. Um, and they don't have to play on the road anymore this year, so to speak, which was their big bugaboo. There's a lot of things in their favor. And yet when I first saw the schedule, for some reason, I said three and five. Looking over the schedule some more, I think five and three is reasonable and I think would get Heat fans excited. Where are you guys at? Same exact place. I, I was thinking five and three would be reasonable, and I would be good with it just because the circumstances are weird. And, again, the schedule's pretty tough in and of itself. Well, as the resident heat culture homer, I'm going to go six and two on this one yes. um, and uh, get even better playoff positioning that doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, right? I mean, if you win, where where did they finish? I can't remember now. Was it forty one and twenty four? Is that right? Yes. Forty one and yep. Correct. Okay, so five and three would get you to forty six wins, even in a shortened season. I, I think my my bet I went over on forty two and a half, and I don't think it cashes either way because it does it doesn't matter now because he didn't play the full eighty two because you got to have something on the other side. Uh, but I mean, if they go five and three, I think people will get excited, and I guess we come back to this. If they get out of this run five and three, they're playing well. You see that Milwaukee comes in maybe not as sharp as they were before they got there. And like I, I think of all the teams, they're the team that's going to be nursing itself when they come back. Um, maybe the Lakers too, because there's been a little bit of turnover there and they've got some older players on that team and no Avery Bradley now. But I, I feel, and, and now they may have J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, um, but I feel like Milwaukee's going to be nursing itself. And I feel like they can be had there. Um, do you look at any of the matchups differently? Because we've talked them to death. We talked Philly, Indiana, Boston, Toronto. We talked Milwaukee. We talked them all to death. Do you look at any of the matchups differently in this kind of circumstance than you would have if the Heat were playing them under regular, we're going to play at your place, our place, you know, in May? Uh, do you look at them differently than that? This is a great question. Um, you know, like all season, truthfully, I, I didn't like the way the Heat matched up against Boston, and I almost preferred playing against Milwaukee. And there's this other element of this where I don't know if the value of the top-level superstar is going to change at all in the bubble. And, and what I mean by that is that, like, there's so many elements of – 
the role players playing better on at home or on the road and, and stuff like that. So it's just going to be an interesting thing to see how much weight one player carries in this bubble environment or do all these role players play so much better that it it doesn't have to lean on one guy so much. So um, I'm not so worried about avoiding Milwaukee. Wow. I mean, I, I love the energy. I, I completely understand everything you're saying, Leif, because I think this is such a weird, obviously unprecedented, like we've talked about. And I just think that's going to end up like it's going to benefit some teams more than others. We tried to project which teams it might benefit more. It's kind of almost impossible. There's so many factors, right, that we can't predict. And because of that, I think there's so many ways we could say, well, bring on the Bucks. I'm still terrified of them. I, I've been back in basketball mode, which feels kind of a little bit gross to say. But, I, like, my the inside, I'm, like, excited for basketball to come back. I've been back in it, and I'm renewed terrified of the Bucks again, despite what the Heat did to them all season. And I feel actually a little bit better about the Celtics situation only because uh, everybody should be healthy now. And we haven't really seen that matchup yet with the additions of uh, Iguodala and Crowder. So I'm still there. There's some hope to be sold there. And also, you know, they're going to be playing a 5'10 point guard and Ennis Cantor. So mm -hmm. I, I still kind of be like, I still, I'm always going to think they have a chance against the Celtics. So either way, I, I think they're going to be really competitive versus all teams. I feel good about it overall. When I look at it, I, I'm less terrified of Milwaukee than I was. I'm with Leif on this. I I wonder about some of those older guys on that team. I I you know it, well they got a, a bunch of rest just now. They got rest, but again, it, there's rest, but it's also older players will always tell you that it takes them until kind of early December before they feel like themselves. That they a lot of them use the first month of the mm -hmm. season to get themselves in the shape. It's like it's like when you get out of bed, you know, and, and your bones are creaking a little bit. Like you'll experience that in about twenty years, Alex. Uh, it it it, just, it takes longer, and they've got a lot of those guys. And I'm not saying that they're not well conditioned guys; they are, but it's different. The other thing that the Bucks had was they had this incredible momentum. I mean, they were just yep. playing at That's this re really high level, and it is hard to just snap, get it back. Did you know? Did you know they had a? I just learned this the other day, but I, I knew they're their point differential was amazing this year and was mm -hmm. number one by far. But I learned the other day via graphic that it's a uh, top five all time uh, up there with, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. One of the and, Bulls and, teams, Kareem and Will and, and, uh, one of the Warriors teams with KD on it. Yeah. And it, any team with an eight fifteen winning percentage does not want the season to all of right. a sudden abruptly no, that, stop. Yeah. And they, they were six and four in their last 10 before this all shut down. So that's just another thing to think about as we approach this Milwaukee uh, topic. Well, and the other thing about it is now you're going to have all these players in one place. And other than LeBron, the player in the league who has the most pressure on him right now is Giannis. And everybody's going to be watching him. And, you know, I don't doubt he's kept himself in great shape. He's been visible publicly. Um, he's going to win the MVP again. I mean, there's a lot to admire about Giannis. And, and obviously, he's going to be very difficult to stop. But some of those other guys on that team who have to play at a certain level to keep him in Milwaukee. And how does Chris Middleton come back? And then you, you look at – and again, he's a mid-career player. But you look at some of their older guys. I just wonder, George Hill, Corver, you know, some of their shooters – I don't know if they're going against guys with young legs who come back quicker and you've got, you know, your Kendrick Nunn's and your Tyler heroes running past them. 
And you have Bam guarding Giannis. Shutting right. I mean, down. there's some things I like. Whereas, whereas, and we've talked about Boston a lot, but whereas Philly, man, I liked that better when the season ended or <laughs> suspended than I do now. Um, yep. I just, I, you know, to me, the pressure's kind of off the Sixers now because this year was such a flop yep. in, so, in so many ways. And now they got away from each other. They're coming back. They have an elite big. Uh, he probably is going to get hurt in the first couple days. And Ben but, Simmons is probably almost on the same level defensively as in B2. Right. So I, I, I look at them and I say, you know, I think, I think Josh will play well in this circumstance. Um, they, they look more difficult. And, and to be honest, Indiana does too because we never really saw Oladipo playing at a high level with Brogdon. And this feels to me a little like sort of an NCAA final, you know, tournament kind of thing where your guards are going to matter a lot and the guys who the ball is going to be in their hands and you trust them. If they've developed some chemistry – that was that not the, there. The Stugatz playbook. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, I mean, they're I interesting. the best cards. Well, I mean, that's sort of how you do the tournament. Now, this is not a tournament, but it has some elements to it. And so, I think if we're just looking at the East, I think what's happened here is that the top six teams, I think it's flattened a little bit. Like, I, I, I there was a clear difference between. Milwaukee and everybody else, and then sort of Toronto, and to a certain degree, Boston was starting to separate itself a little. And then you had Miami, Indiana, Indiana, and Philly kind of in that next pack. I feel like this is going to, uh, to use a, a Dr. Fauci term, going to flatten the curve a little. I, I, I feel like it brings Milwaukee back to the pack, and I feel like Philly, Indiana elevate a little bit, and this is going to be a bloodbath. Like I, I just I think those six teams are going to be so close to each other because I think all these variables are going to take out whatever the differences were between them. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. Honestly, uh, I can really see it going either way because it's like how how surprised would you be if the Heat just like flopped during that Suns game and gave you know had a loss where they shouldn't have. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> I know it's not the regular regular season, but you know it's they've been known to do that in the past. Yeah. So I can kind of see it going both ways. Maybe they'll, you know, they'll beat the Bucks, beat the Raptors, beat. Uh, did they get the Celtics? They draw. They know they draw the Celtics too. They, they draw the okay. Celtics. What? When? Let, let me ask you this question. Organizationally, when was the last time the Heat were bad in summer league? Hmm. I mean, like, I would have to really go through that. I can't. Let Leif think. Well, you're Leif, right, though. They're always they're always uh, pretty competitive in summer league. Always, even when they don't have the best players, right? Like, when, when, when have they been bad in summer league? They rotate the coach out, it seems like, every year, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm really – I'm even going back to, like, Earl Barron averaging 30 a game in Orlando. Like, they, they usually have a pretty good team, and that has a lot to do with the structure. It has a lot to do with running um, sets that they're going to run when they have the actual team out there and, and all that kind of stuff. And just the atmosphere requires a different level of focus and a different level of um, – kind of uh of here's the key word culture and uh and so it's perfect for them i think it sets up for them pretty well and with that said when i saw that schedule i was like three and five but i i i've, I've come around a little bit i i think it could be five and three and i think it could be better than that and uh i think if you're a heat fan you should actually look at laying a little down i think this has played into their hands in a lot of different ways and i, I can tell you i'll just I mean, I, I've kind of done a little research on what some of these guys have been doing on their own. And I, I can tell you that uh, 
one uh, Bam, but uh, Jimmy is going to come back in ridiculous shape. Um, I, now, whether his legs are back where they need to be, where he can start shooting the ball well, but uh, he has been working his ass off. And I know a lot of the other guys have too. But, you I mean, know, basically he, he's been doing it on his own and he's been doing it with others. And I, I just I, – I feel you know, he's been using, you know, the gym for – his own gym for a lot of off-court stuff. But I heard he's, he's lost some weight and he's in better shape than he was when the season ended. I mean, if Jimmy comes back from this with an improved jumper somehow, whatever mm-hmm. the explanation, that is just huge for the – yeah, that's huge. That's a huge game changer. If all of a sudden he can start making teams pay for going under the, I mean, ducking under the pick and roll, that just their offense is already great, but that just brings in a whole other like element of the game where it'll you can't just duck under every pick and roll. So I think that would be that would be pretty crazy. And also, I mean, what if Bam has figured out over the last three months? I can take that shot. It's okay. <laughs> if he takes another leap, let's do it. Oh, my God. So, so we'll see. All right, now that we've got everybody excited, 8-0, going to the finals, all that good stuff, check out 5reasonsports.com, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com. Uh, and, again, all of our sponsors, christophersbakery.com, youbreakwheelfix.com, bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com, macainc.net, and all of the other great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.